grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. My brothers, my sisters in Christ. I have a friend who likes to write a blog. And a couple of years ago, he went and he took his daughter to a Disney movie, and he was troubled. So he went home and he wrote a blog post about how sometimes the underlying philosophies of Disney movies are not always that good. How sometimes Disney movies can be promoting a certain philosophy that's actually not that great for our children to be ingesting. And he wrote this blog, and can you guess what the first commenter wrote on his blog? Probably the same thing some of you are thinking right now. Come on, man. It's just a movie. Why do you have to go deep with everything? Not everything needs to be dissected philosophically. Let kids just have their fun and watch their movies. Save that philosophical mumbo-jumbo for the PhD uh, candidates, for the, member, for the students in a master's class working on their theses. Save that for the bigwigs. We, on the other hand, are concrete people. We are real-world thinkers. We don't have time for this deep stuff. We have lives to live. Well, this morning, I want to tell you, you are all philosophers. Here's why I can say that. You're scrolling through Instagram, and you see a post from one of your favorite influencers. They are dressed in a snappy outfit. They're doing something fun. They're at a cool location. And you open up the, the description to the post, and it says all this stuff about how, you know, to be truly happy, you should live your authentic self. You should be true to yourself. You should spend your life doing the things that make you happy because, after all, life is short. We only have so much time. You might as well take advantage of having fun while you can. Guess what? That's philosophy. <laughs> the idea that the highest good in life is to live your truth, to be authentic to yourself, to do you as it were. Philosophers have been saying that for hundreds of years. But maybe that's not quite your bag. Maybe you don't spend that much time on Instagram. So let's say you're on a Facebook page that shares these posts and it's a certain age demographic that typically visits this Facebook page. And you appreciate it because the posts that are shared all celebrate hard work and self-sacrifice. And these posts bemoan this current generation that wants everything handed to us. And how hard work seems to be an idea of a bygone era. And these kids are going to college and, and graduate school to get degrees that don't serve anybody, that don't serve their communities. And you agree with that. Guess what? That's philosophy. Because the idea that the highest good in life is to sacrifice for the sake of others, the idea that hard work and utility and providing for other people, even if it means taking a little hit yourself, Philosophers have been saying that for thousands of years. So you are all philosophers. Every day you have to deal with different 
philosophies. As you hear what people are saying, as you read what they're saying on the internet, you every day are making decisions of which philosophies to take in and which to spit out. And isn't it exhausting? Because there are just as many philosophies out there, just as many people trying to answer the big questions of life in search of meaning and purpose and direction and order to their lives as there are individuals. It seems like everyone that you talk to has a different idea about the way the world works. And they'll tell you when they say stuff like, oh, she shouldn't act that way. What are they saying? They're saying that there's a way that they believe that people should act. That's philosophy. Or when people say, you know, it just doesn't work that way. What are they saying? They're saying there's a way that they believe that it works. That's philosophy. And isn't it just tiring? Isn't it also kind of scary, kind of terrifying? Because you know that we can be wrong. You know, I don't have to tell you how easy it is for us to find a Facebook page, to listen to a a news channel, or to read a book that tells us exactly what we want to hear, that hits us in a spot that we really feel answers our felt needs. But you know it's possible that they could be wrong, that they could be misleading you, that not only could they be incorrect, but they could be slowly convincing you to a side that is not only incorrect, but dangerous, but evil. You know that that's possible. So aren't you tired of having to figure out what the right path is? Aren't you tired of having to juggle all these different ideas according to everyone you talk to and read and listen to? Isn't it just exhausting to be a human, to be a philosopher in a world of a bunch of other philosophers? Timothy was privileged because he never had to wrestle with these answers. And that's what Paul encourages him toward in our lesson for today. He says to Timothy, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, and sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Timothy never had to struggle with these juggling philosophies. And it's not because he never heard any of them. Timothy lived in first century Greece, the hub of philosophy. Most of the philosophy that we get now that people are studying in classrooms come from the time and before Timothy was alive. But Timothy never had to struggle because he already had the answers to life's biggest 
question. Timothy never had to struggle and search for meaning, for direction, for belonging, for order to his life, because he always had those answers. He was taught them from infancy, Paul says. See, Timothy didn't have a father figure in his life, but his mother, Lois, and his grandmother, Eunice, from early on took it upon themselves the holy task of teaching Timothy the scriptures, the history of God's relationship and interaction with the human race. So Timothy never had to wonder because he always knew that there was a God out there who since the beginning of the world loved him, created him, and was providing for him. A God who gave him meaning, who gave his life purpose, who gave him direction. But lest we think that Timothy's knowledge was just philosophical and just like a classroom, abstract kind of knowledge, no, Timothy saw this knowledge in action through his mentor, Paul, as he personally witnessed Paul's sufferings for the same scriptures, the same teachings Timothy was raised on. As Timothy witnessed, not once, not twice, but several times, Paul suffered to the point where he almost loses his life for the gospel. In places like Iconium and Lystra and Antioch, for one example, Paul, because people were so mad about what he was teaching them about scripture, the people picked up rocks and threw rocks at Paul until they thought he was dead. And there he was on the ground, lying, bleeding. People thought he was gone. And so they left. They thought they had succeeded in their job of killing him. But he got up. He dusted himself off. And he continued on, preaching and teaching the name of Jesus. You're not willing to die for some pie-in-the-sky philosophy that may or may not be true. Now, what led Paul to live with such courage was because he knew what Timothy knew from infancy. He knew God's love, God's plan, and God's purpose. And that purpose, he sums up for you today, for you to take home as the wisdom of salvation that comes from Christ Jesus. See, the answer to all of your life's biggest questions, your search for meaning and purpose and direction, do not come from some really special influencer online. Do not come from some mathematical equation. Do not come from a book that just kind of says things in a clever way or a newscaster or whatever. It comes from a story. A story that began in the Garden of Eden. When after sinning, Adam and Eve stood there guilty as sin, but God gave them a promise. Your hope, your, your meaning, your life direction comes from that promise, that prophecy being carried through by prophets and kings and God's messengers over thousands of years until one day a baby is born and placed in a manger as the answer to all of your problems. And that baby grows up serving, leading, healing, casting out demons, and then finally dying for you and rising for you so that you could know, sinner that you are, 
You are completely saved in Christ. That is the wisdom of salvation. That is the most important idea you will ever hear. That alone makes the difference for your eternity. But that doesn't mean that everyone will be on board, as it were. Maybe you remember Noah, the righteous man of the Old Testament. God was going to send a flood, and the flood was going to cover the face of the earth, but he gave Noah a way out, a way to be saved. Build yourself a huge boat, and everyone and every animal that would be on that boat would be saved from the coming flood. And so God gave Noah very specific instructions for how to build the boat, for how it would survive this flood. So you have to imagine Noah was standing there building this boat probably for years before the flood came. And what did people around him do? They certainly saw him building this huge boat, kind of hard to hide. But none of them said, hey, Noah, why are you building a boat? Is there anything we should be worried about? None of them said, what's going to happen that you're building such a big boat? No, they ridiculed him. They mocked him. They thought he was stupid for believing something God had told him and following through with it. But then the rainwaters came and came and didn't stop until, sad to say, they weren't laughing at Noah anymore. See, we will always stick out like a sore thumb to the rest of the world for believing what God tells us in the Bible. So how do you know you can take it home today? How do you know that you're not just building your ark for no reason and that you truly are a fool for believing what Scripture says? Well, because of where this comes from. Not someone on Instagram with more followers than you. Not someone on TV who has a lot of uh, really great ratings or a New York Times bestseller. But God himself. The God who does not lie. The God who loves you so much that he will never deceive you. He will never lead you astray. He will never tell you something that is false. He wants you to know that you're loved. He wants you to know that you're saved. And that's why he has given us these scriptures. And these scriptures are useful. So use them. Grow from them. And share them. Because while a bunch of people out there may persecute you for your faith, may challenge you for what you, what you believe in the Bible, not everyone will. Some people will see the strength of resolve that you live your life by, how you aren't searching for meaning like the rest of people, that you don't have to search to find your purpose, and they might want some of that. So share it with them. Do the work of an evangelist. You know, there are a lot of people out there who will give you their opinion whether you ask for it or not. Haven't you found that people are quick to share their philosophy of life, whether you're ready to hear it or not? Don't feel like you have to wade through the swamp of everyone else's ideas. And when you get tired of listening to everyone else's answers for the search of meaning and life and, and purpose, remember that you already have it. Whether you've been taught it from infancy or from just a couple months ago, or for the first time in your entire life this morning. You have what you need for wisdom of salvation 
through faith in Christ Jesus. You're set. You don't have to worry. Because you already have the truth. You have everything that you need. And that Jesus will never lie to you. He loves you too much. Amen. Would you please stand?